Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Hecklers, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of Auburn podcasts. I'm your host, Chandler Fullman, and today I'm joined uh, alongside with my co-host, Clint Richardson. How are you today, Clint? War Eagle Chandler, it's always a good day to to be an Auburn Tiger and and chat baseball with you. Yes, just a great week for Auburn baseball, Uh, going 5-0 on the week. Um, including three shutouts, and after Saturday's game, Auburn had shut out their opponent five out of the last seven games. So um, the pitching staff is obviously um, doing doing pretty dadgum well. Yeah, pitching is is definitely the strength of this team right now, and it's top to bottom. You know, past couple years we've had Keegan and then Casey and now Tanner, but it's, you know, the bullpens kind of struggled. But this year, I feel very confident in our entire pitching staff. Yes, I would I would agree with that. And um, I mean, you know, in recent years, we had, I mean, I would say probably six, six guys uh, that you could count on. Uh, but this year, I really feel like there's around nine maybe 10, maybe 11 guys that can come in at any point in the game and can contribute. And yeah, Auburn's just really spoiled at pitching right now. And, you know, I think the coaching staff so far has done a really good job of putting each player in the right position. I think they've all gotten a good bit of uh, time and innings to, to get some experience this season, but they're not leaving them out there too long. They're not, you know, nobody's really come in for just a single out and that's it. Um, Nobody's really been in a bad situation that they can't get out of. So I think the coaching staff has done a really good job of managing this team. And, you know, we'll we'll see real soon who the true go-to guys are in certain situations. It'll be really interesting to, to watch that play out now that conference play starts this upcoming week. Yes, definitely. Uh, we welcome Tennessee this weekend to Plainsman Park. But before we begin discussing that series, let's recap the previous week for Auburn baseball. And I'll get started uh, with Tuesday's game as we welcomed UT Martin, Tennessee Martin, uh, to town, uh, to Plainsman Park on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, they came in with a four and six record. Not the best, but. Uh, they had some offensive firepower on Tuesday, uh, but Auburn thankfully had more. Uh, the final score was fifteen to nine, 
And eight out of the nine uh, Auburn Tigers that started the game uh, had a hit. And Will Holland led uh, with four uh, going – he went four for six. And uh, Edward Julian and Everett Lau had a home run each. But the the bats the bats were clicking on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, they were. Um, you know, like you said, Auburn had 15 runs and they had 18 hits. And they still left 13 guys on base. Um, Will Holland, like you mentioned, four sits on the day. Coming out of the leadoff spot, they decided to move Will up a couple of spots, and and I think it that he really benefited from that this this weekend. Um, but you know, it wasn't just Auburn's bats that were really good. UT Martin had a really good night from the plate, but especially uh, the designated hitter Casey Harford. Kid went five for five on the night, and was just a really difficult at bat for the Auburn pitchers. Yeah. But uh, I I got to watch the, like the first inning of that game, um, and then I had to head over to Tuscaloosa, um, and we got a big win over there. But I know y'all talked about that on Inside the Jungle uh, that, that you can listen to with uh, Clint Richardson and Kyle Loomis. But unless uh, Richard Fitz was credited with a win on Tuesday, um, like I said, final score fifteen to nine, but. Moving on to Wednesday, it I don't know. It was a tale of two games, um, two wet, very different games. Uh, Tuesday's game lasted uh, three hours and 38 minutes, Jeez. which is, I mean, just a very long game. But you can, you can see that happening with the final score being 15 to 9. I mean, when there's a lot of offensive firepower, you usually have longer games. But Wednesday's game only lasted two hours and 23 minutes, so a full hour and 15 minutes less. And Auburn <coughs> won that game two to nothing. So not near the offensive firepower that we saw on Tuesday. No, not at all. And to, to be completely honest, I didn't get to watch a second of this game live because I was at the dealership buying a new car, and that's a whole different story that is <coughs> way too long for here. But I – you know, I got out of the dealership. I was like, man, the game's already over. It's been over. You know, I was really hoping to watch a little bit of it. Um, but, yeah. you know, it, it was such a difference from Tuesday night where Bailey Horn got the start, went one-third of an inning before getting pulled. And then the following game, Garrett Wade goes a full five innings and is able to just put the team on his back and really, you know, for as many – Pitchy, pitching arms that Auburn used Friday. They kind of saved a couple of guys come Wednesday, only using four guys and, you know, only Carson Skipper coming in for the save, going anything over a full inning. Yeah. Um, I mean, Clint, we uh, – I know you like to kind of like um, do a humble brag saying you bought a new car, but we we really <laughs> – we really don't want to hear about your new uh, your new Lamborghini that you bought. Oh man, so, man, uh, I'm already in too much debt as is. So, but but no, congratulations. But uh, let's talk about baseball and uh, Carson Skipper earned he uh, earned the save going two and a third innings of no hit baseball with five strikeouts. Very good outing from Carson on Wednesday. But like you said, uh, Garrett Wade was the the big storyline 
um, going five innings um, of one hit baseball with eight strikeouts. And it makes me wonder, um, do you think we will see Garrett Wade in that Sunday spot this weekend once conference play begins? Yeah, that's a really good question. And we've talked about it the past couple of weeks on how guys have really just kind of owned roles and Jack Owen really owned the midweek starts last year and he's performing incredibly well on the weekends. Um, I think Auburn's really hurting in the Sunday spot. Um, just there doesn't seem to be a number three starter at this point. Uh, I mean, I think it's always a possibility. You know, I, I've got my trust in this coaching staff that they're going to do what's best for the team. And, um, you know, if, if Garrett's able to keep performing like this, absolutely put him there. You know, Carson Skipper was pretty decent come Sunday, but I think that this is still a really young team behind, um, you know, the top couple of guys. And once they get some more experience, it's going to be really beneficial. And, and SEC play is going to be different than anything that they've ever seen before. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. But let's, uh, Let's move on to the weekend and talk about the Auburn Tigers welcomed in the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Now, that's that's a mouthful. Um, but they came into town at 7-6. and six, And I'll tell you what, I didn't see Wiley Coyote once uh, chasing, <laughs> chasing the Roadrunner. Um, so, th- so that was good to see. No Coyotes. But uh, – you're supposed to. I mean, I was expecting a hysterical laugh, Clint. No, I mean, no. You're 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 okay, funny, but you're not a comedian, buddy. All right. Well, I tried, but I mean, once again on Friday, uh, I mean, all you can say is Tanner Burns was Tanner Burns. All right, let's move on to Saturday. <laughs> you tried that last week, and you know you can't do that. Okay. Once well, again, Tanner puts in a phenomenal outing going seven full innings giving up only four hits uh walked one guy and struck out 10 you know coming off of a hundred and some odd pitched uh complete game performance last week with 15 strikeouts to to come out with seven innings 10 k's and at 99 pitches i think that that's a that's a really good number for Tanner, you like like they were saying on the broadcast, it's still March. It's early March. You don't really want to fatigue these guys, and the season's long. You've got to have somebody like Tanner Burns come tournament play, and I think that uh, Coach Smith is is mindful of that. The way that he really handled Friday night. Yeah, but Tanner went seven <laughs> innings, and then Elliot Anderson uh, came in for the final two innings and didn't allow a hit. Uh, looks strong once again. And Elliot Anderson may be another option for that Sunday start. Um, who, who knows? But, you know, uh, I really like Elliot out of the bullpen. And, you know, we saw Davis do it last year. He kind of found himself again and was able to just perform best in that situation. And I think that that might be a really good role for Elliot. So, you know, I again, I, I trust the coaching staff, but if it were me, and my lack of coaching experience, I don't think I would want to mess with Elliot's um, situation right now. Yeah, but from the plate, we had another solid uh, good day at the plate with seven of the nine Auburn Tigers uh, collecting a hit. 
And it was led, surprisingly, by the ninth hole hitter, um, catcher Matt Scheffler, uh, having the only uh, – he was the only person with a two-hit ball game. So encouraging to see uh, the bottom of the order start to come alive. Yeah, and Scheffler, even as a catcher, does not have catcher speed. He's a really fast and nimble guy. So he's going to be able to beat out a couple of these uh, these infield single kind of plays. Um, but, you know, Rankin Woolley, you know, was one for four from the plate, but was able to, to knock in two runs. And, you know, I thought that this was a really good approach by Auburn at the plate. Only seven strikeouts on the night, which if you ask Gade Gross is probably still too many, but that's better than what we've been seeing lately. Yeah. But uh, Saturday, <laughs> move, or moving on to Saturday, uh, Auburn won the ball game two to nothing. Um, and once again, um, well, it didn't work with Tanner, but let's see if it works. Jack Owen was Jack Owen. So let's move it to Sunday. <laughs> no, still doesn't work. All right. Still doesn't work. But I mean, can you say enough about how big and how much Jack Owen is contributing so far, uh, so far this season? I'm really, really loving the way that Jack has been playing. And, you know, it was a, a nine-inning complete game, only 98 pitches from Jack, gave up four hits, struck out seven. You know, that's that's an insane number for any pitcher, especially a, a sophomore who, let's be honest, wasn't his best last year even in a midweek start. Uh, that performance was enough to give him – uh, SEC pitcher of the week. I think that they said he was the only SEC pitcher to have a complete game on the weekend. Um, I'm just super, super hyped about where Jack is. And, you know, it's it's a shame that he's having to fill in for Davis Daniel. But I think when Davis comes back healthy, I think that those three pitchers are going to be exactly what this Auburn team needed. Yeah. I was watching uh... – the news out of Montgomery tonight, uh, WSFA, um, and uh, they said that only one other SEC pitcher has had a complete game shutout uh, in the SEC so far this season. Wow. And that was none other than Tanner Burns the previous weekend. So uh, definitely a one-two punch, similar to as we've had um, in previous years with Keegan Thompson and Casey Mize. So, uh, and then like last year, Casey Mize and Tanner Burns. And then Tanner Burns and maybe Jack Owen this year um, will continue to be that one-two punch. Um, I know, I mean, it's been that way so far through non-con um, and hopefully it continues um, into SEC play. But from the plate, Matt Scheffler once again stayed hot with his first home run of the season, um, went just flying over the uh, big monster or the green monster. So very encouraging to see every guy in the lineup start to start to contribute. Yeah, and I, I think that again, Will Holland hitting in that that leadoff spot has been really beneficial to him. He was one of three with a strikeout and a hit by pitch on the first game Saturday. But I think that it's just given him an opportunity to kind of settle into his game better. He hit, you know, a leadoff home run last year. He's he's pretty good at that leadoff position. And I, I just 
I'm really a fan of putting him at first, you know, and it's, he's, he's a really hard out. And I think that a leadoff batter's main objective is to just get pitches on the pitcher. And, you know, I know that you absolutely adore Judd Ward and he's your favorite player in the whole world, but he does tend to just not take many pitches I don't know how many at bats this year that he's just swung at the first pitch and and it's a one and done at bat and that's not really what you I you know want out of an ideal leadoff player. All right, that's enough. You're not going to talk bad about. <laughs> All right, let's uh, moving on. I'm I'm done. I'm fed up with you already. Oh, um, but moving on to Sunday's game and not Sunday. Uh, well, actually, that's correct. It wasn't Sunday. Um, moving on to. Uh, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> Saturday, or it was Saturday night. Um, what a day, and I mean, what a day Saturday was um, here on here on the plains uh, with basketball getting the early morning upset uh, over Tennessee Volunteers uh, with a big eighty-four to eighty win, and then I know for myself, I headed over to Plainton Park um, for the rest of the day, but also. Um, Softball went two and zero on the day over at Jane B Moore Field, so that was nice to see. But also, baseball uh, won both games of their doubleheader, um, completing the Sunday or the second game on uh, Saturday with an eight to three win to make it a five and zero day um, for the Auburn Tigers um, that were playing at home. So very encouraging to see, but. Carson Skipper, he looks strong, um, no doubt. Um, went four and two-thirds innings um, without giving up a run and only gave up five hits. So great outing by um, from Carson, uh, native of Hewitt – or the freshman from Hewitt Trustville. You know, I, I'm surprised that you were able to mention all the good things that happened on Auburn's campus without mentioning that Alabama basketball ended up losing as well. Yes, um, that was – I mean, I was thinking about it. They, they <laughs> I will say they lost their fourth straight game, and they are now on the wrong side of the bubble for the NCAA tournament. But this is a baseball podcast, <laughs> so let's stick to baseball. But, yes, Alabama is on the wrong side of the bubble. So. Yeah, I, I, I thought Saturday was really difficult for anybody not in Auburn because only the basketball game was televised. The – two softball games and the two baseball games were not televised whatsoever. So I had to, to fight the, the really poor quality uh, radio apps that are available and actually try to listen to this game. But it seemed like it was a fantastic day at the park and just a fantastic day on the plains. Yes. I mean, it's one of the, one of the better days I I can remember, um, especially of this season. Um, it kind of reminded me of, uh, last season, um, when I think the South Carolina game, when we won the SEC championship, I think that was a baseball, basketball doubleheader. It was. And I think we went two and O or three and O on that day as well. So, um, just a wonderful, wonderful day to, to be an Auburn Tiger and to be on the plains. But like I said, Carson Skipper went four and two thirds. And then we saw a combination of pitchers, um, including Richard Fitz, Brooks Fuller, Peyton Glavin, and Cody Greenhill. And 
from the plate, Connor Davis and Kaysen Howe led the Tigers with two hits apiece. But just an all-around um, solid day uh, on the Plains. Though I will say, uh, very discouraging for the for the Tigers to have given up three runs. I mean, you expect. I mean, but at this point, I'm just expecting a shutout every game. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, no, I agree, and it wasn't Cody Greenhill's best closing performance, and he he really only pitched. Uh, one other game, and that was Tuesday. Still went two innings on Tuesday against UT Martin and gave up a hit and a run. Come Saturday game two, again, went two innings, gave up two runs on three hits, was able to strike out four, but still had to face 10 batters. And he just, you know, of course, I can't say what he looked like, but just what I was able to gather from the radio just wasn't his sharpest game. Um, but you know that he needed some reps. It's been kind of quiet in his role this season. He's not been needed a whole lot, and Auburn's really going to need him come conference play, and and hopefully he'll he'll be a lot sharper the, uh, this upcoming weekend. Yes, definitely. Um, I expect to need him way more, especially while Davis Daniel is gone, um, and he'll I think he'll contribute. Um, way more starting this weekend in conference play. But before we start talking about that, let's preview the upcoming week. Um, on Tuesday, we have a midweek game at South Alabama at 6.30, and you can uh, watch it on JAG Nation TV. Oh, I'm man, not, we can't watch it on watch ESPN? No, it is on JAG Nation TV. I'm not sure if that is a free or – a free site or you need you have to pay for that it's but more than likely a paid site yes unfortunately i would i would think so um but that's the that's the midweek game uh coming up tomorrow but for the weekend we uh welcome the tennessee volunteers to the plains with a 15 and 1 record and it's uh it'll be fun to watch them play uh tennessee has three guys hitting over 375 so um, it'll be a, um, I guess you could say a Goliath versus Goliath matchup, um, <laughs> with Auburn's pitching and those top three guys in the Tennessee lineup. Yeah. And Tennessee starting pitchers all have below a two ERA, you know, with a, a 0.75, a one twelve, and a one six three ERA. So this is going to be a a pitching duel, and just like Auburn, Tennessee is really able to light up the scoreboard. They put up 18, 11, you know, and, and 10 and 11 once again, and, and then another 13 uh, spot, and, you know, this this is going to be a really tight game. I think the pitching is really going to take a, a toll on the batters, um, but, yeah, Auburn's been able, or Tennessee's been able to beat, you know, probably not the best talent so far, probably you know, definitely not any better than what Auburn's faced. Uh, I think that UCF is a really good team um, for Auburn to have uh, played in the non-conference schedule. But Tennessee swept Appalachian State. They swept Indiana. They've played Middle Tennessee. Um, they got to play in a pretty nice uh, tournament in Pensacola, the Cots Diamond Invitational. They played 
Louisiana Monroe, North Florida, and Western Kentucky. They've defeated Troy, and this weekend they went 2-1 and one against Fresno State, like you said, losing that Sunday game 10-7. to seven. So they do have two games this week against UNC Asheville, whereas Auburn only has one. So, you know, hopefully that, that could tire them out a little bit more, but it is SEC play. It's the beginning of the conference season. They're definitely going to be prepared and come out hot and ready to play like you would fully expect them to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, that I was, I found it interesting. Um, just discuss that the Cox Diamond um, Auburn. I think Auburn played in that two years ago. They uh, did. We went down there and played Michigan State and Troy and um, Southern other, Miss. Southern Miss, yeah. But interesting that you mentioned that. But um, the expected starters for Tennessee are Zach Lingenfelter, who has a point seven five ERA, and Sean Hundley with a one point one two, and then Garrett Stallings with a one point six three. Um, they they are the expected starters on the weekend. So strong, strong bunch um, out of um, from the Tennessee pitching, and then they had three or four uh, bullpen pieces um, that haven't allowed a run yet this season. So the Tennessee pitching is um, strong, no doubt. But uh, I think the Auburn pitching is just as strong. Um, with Jack Owen, Garrett Wade, Peyton Glavin, Blake Scalecci, Elliot Anderson, Tanner Burns, and Brooks Fuller, all having under a uh, all having under a one point zero zero ERA, and anytime you have under a, a one ERA, that is outstanding. Yeah, it's the Auburn pitching is phenomenal right now, and. I cannot wait to see how it performs and and holds up against conference uh, opponents. Yes, um, but I think our the last discussion or the last question I have um, is: Do you think we will see Tanner Burns, Jack Owen, Carson Skipper again, or do you think we will see um, something different? No, nah, I think that's what we might stick with. Um, like we discussed earlier, I think we might see Garrett Wade in that Sunday slot, but, um, you know, I, I just don't see Auburn really playing around with that lineup too much. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think for this weekend, I think we would, we, we'll stick with, uh, the, the rotation I just said with, uh, Burns, Owen and Skipper, but it'll be interesting to see if, uh, they change that up in following weekends, but, I think before we before we head out, um, let's give our uh, Hitchcock Heckler Players of the Week, and I will uh, go first this week. And I chose Jack Owen last week, and I'm going to choose Jack Owen this week. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, like we I usually try to we usually try to change it up, but when a guy when a guy throws a complete his first complete game. Uh, of his career and has a four hitter on 98 pitches uh, shutout. Uh, you don't really have a choice, but to choose him. So Jack Owen is my uh, Hitchcock heckler player of the week. You know, when we started doing the show, there were, we had to fight for, for Casey, you know, you, whoever pitched first pit Casey Mize and, you know, different, different games called for different, 
uh, scenarios, but we typically always pick Casey Mize or Tanner or, you know, some hot bat at the plate. But now, I mean, it's, it's really hard to not go with Jack Owen or Tanner Burns. And, you know, I, I like where the bats are. I think that there's a lot of room for improvement, but there's nobody that's really stuck out to warrant knocking off either of these two guys. So, you know, if you didn't pit first, I probably would have pit Jack Owen myself, but I still had to stick with Tanner Burns. You know, these guys are just performing incredible and, you know, until somebody else on the team knocks them off that top pedestal, you know, it's, it's going to be us fighting for those two players. So Tanner Burns and Jack Owen, once again, are our players of the week on the show. Yes. So uh, a tip of the cap to those two guys. And, um, you know, they, they always say pitching is uh, you got to have pitching to win, uh, to win ball games. And we've seen that so far this season. And I hope to see it uh, this upcoming weekend versus Tennessee. Um, will you be coming home for that series? I will. Well, I will be uh, definitely excited to see uh, my brother, uh, Clint Richardson. Um, shout out to dad, uh, Kyle Loomis. Uh, hopefully, hopefully dad can join us um, sometime again this season. It was great to see dad. Uh, our dad's Kyle Loomis, for those that do not know. Um, uh, it's great to see dad this past weekend. But uh, anyways, let's let's tell the people how they can connect with us before we uh, before we head out. Um, you can find me on Twitter at cfullman30, uh, C-F-U-L-L-M-A-N-3-0. Uh, Clint, how can the people connect with you? You can find me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my website, the Auburn Uniform Database, at auburnuniforms.com. But... I think that'll do it for this time on Hitchcock Hecklers. And hopefully we have a, a big weekend versus the Tennessee Volunteers. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next Monday. But until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?